0: Yeah, Lord, we're grateful for the words in that song, how profound they are for our lives. Jesus, as we get into your word, as we look at scripture today, as we discover one of the, well, the greatest adventure for humanity, Jesus, we ask that each person here would encounter you today. Jesus, I pray that you would move today with permission from each of us uh, in our lives. Yes, Lord, we worship you. Yes, we lift your name higher. Yes, we think about this, the, this imagery of you chasing just me, just me. But also, Lord, today we gather with needs. We gather with our insecurities and our pressured lives and our anxieties and the sadness for those who we love. And Jesus, we ask today that by your supernatural power, that we would see change in our lives and in those around us. Jesus, don't leave us where we are. Would you move us on in our faith today? Would you call us closer to you? And when we think about our yes being our yes and us going all in, how exciting that is. The power and the potential. Jesus, we love you. And it's in your name we ask these things. And his holy church prayed. Amen. 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 Just take a few seconds. Just take a few moments. I know there's stuff going on there. Just a process. Again for yourself. Just the power of those words. The imagery. The picture of a loving father who pursues just you. Let us chisel away at the numbness that we feel at the reality of that picture. Let's rediscover that again. Christmas is coming. Is the Coca-Cola bus been yet? I haven't seen any adverts actually. They're slacking this year, aren't they Coca-Cola? But um, we're going to start a series over the coming weeks. Uh, which is no surprise, but just looks at Luke and unpacks the, the story of Jesus, the babe in the manger. It's the right time of year to look at this. If it was snowing outside, we'd feel this even more. But I want to call the series ADVENTURE, but capital letters ADVENT. What is ADVENT? Oh, it's there, look. ADVENT is a season of expecting, waiting and preparation for the coming King. It launches today, the 2nd of December and we see that come to a close on the midnight of the 24th of December. This idea that the world is waiting for the coming King. Just a beautiful picture. Luke's Gospel describes the coming of Jesus as good news for the entire world. For, your, for people of different uh, faiths, backgrounds, skin colours, upbringings, bank accounts, everybody. It's good news for the world. Uh, John the Baptist I want to delve into today Because so often we skim straight to the babe in the manger Don't we? And then we kind of, you know, we go from there But actually there's just some golden nuggets uh, Before we get to that bit I want us to unpack, uh, unpack that today So John the Baptist uh, is in Luke 1 And John is the, really the prophetic There's bubbles is, is, is Have heaven released these today? Are these, are these someone's concoction in here? Uh, Lord, I, I think the it's a miracle. It's a miracle. <laughs> um, don't burst the bubble and let me know it was you. Hey. Anyway, so John the Baptist was the prophetic forerunner. Who was John the Baptist, you're probably thinking? Let's start at the basics. John the Baptist was the cousin of Jesus. Absolutely. So, which, which, what happened? So, I'm guessing Mary's sister, just to draw the blanks, there's literally there's more bubbles coming. No one's blown bubbles. This is amazing. Is this found in scripture? And there will be blowing of bubbles. This is like this is this is new to the Bible. Can we accept this as a miracle if it's not in the Bible? It's coming from somewhere. There's more of it. Look at this. Lord, look up. It's amazing. Allow yourselves, adults, to be amazed. Wow. Doesn't take much. So he was the cousin of Jesus. And actually, he was the prophetic forerunner. Jesus came as the Son of God, the Messiah, the King. The descendant of David who was promised hundreds of years before exactly to the point, location, how he'd be born, what the world would look like, who'd be king at the time. like It was literally prophesied. And um, ultimately he defeated Satan. Give me a cheer. Absolutely. That means you can kick his butt with permission. That means you can rebuke. That means you can stand in authority. That means it's good things for our world. We're not ruled by that cretin. But actually... Jesus defeated him. So Christmas time, we, humanity, all of us, chunks of humanity, different people, different backgrounds, different countries, different upbringings, all sorts, we set off on a great adventure, a wonderful adventure through Advent, opening a little surprise each day of chocolatey goodness and really just rediscovering the purpose and the wonder and the awe. It's a beautiful time. Indeed, Luke tells us the story of God's whisper to humanity. You see, the world was expecting God to come, Jesus to come, as a, as a, a king with armies, didn't, weren't they? He will come with armies, he will save the, 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 the Jewish people, and we'll be rescued. But I, what I love about God is that he didn't come with a shout. Jesus was born, as more bubbles float around, on the back end of nowhere... As a gentle whisper to humanity. And I love it because that indicates God's intimacy. It wasn't a everybody must know. You have to bow down and worship. But it was a secret subtle thing that those who were looking, they would find. It's just a beautiful, beautiful picture. The story is simple. Since the start of time, we've been journeying away from God. Adam and Eve. We know the story, the temptation, the sudden realisation that we were naked before each other and before God. The realisation that actually we felt insecure, that we felt jealous, that we felt um, possessive. All these emotions and and sin just crept up into our lives. And then we built on that. And generations and generations and generations, ultimately we have gone away, we've journeyed away from God. But then our Saviour is spectacular. Christmas, God presents himself as a present to humanity. The babe wrapped in a manger, which we'll come on to next week, Luke 2. And we get to unwrap that present for our own lives, but also for those around us. Yes, Alpha has been amazing. We've had loads of people attend, go deeper in the faith. We've had, I think, you know, four people in the last six or seven weeks, maybe a bit more, I exaggerate, maybe ten weeks, uh, come to faith. Wow! Incredible! As we begin to look at this babe in a manger. So Luke 1, we're going to read quite a bit of Bible today. Please forgive me. Luke 1, what time are we at? Luke 1, anticipating the births of Jesus. It says this, and I want to read through it. If you're carrying your Bible today, please uh, flick to it or turn to it if you are a phone-carrying Christian. Uh, But Luke 1 says this, The birth of John the Baptist foretold. This is pre-Jesus. This is the story, just for those who want to be caught up. So in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, There was a priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah, and he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Backtrack: Who was Aaron? Somebody shout out: Who was Aaron? Moses' brother. Who was Moses? Guy who escaped Egypt, rescued a million people, um, and uh, you know, just amazing story. So that's that's the kind of the, the lineage. Here's what's going on here. And they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly. Remember what uh, was said about um, uh, Noah at the start of time as well? As God looked over the, the globe, there was only one person who was blameless, and He selected Noah. This idea that there was people pursuing God in darkness. You know, there, was no, there was no Jesus to kind of to direct what was going on. The Holy Spirit, you know, they'd been quiet for years and years in people's lives. But these people were just patient in pursuing Him, even when all of the hype and emotions weren't there. So then we move on. And they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all of the commandments and statutes of the Lord. But they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and both were pretty old, the Bible says. Now while he was serving as priest before God, when his division was on duty, according to the custom of the priesthood, He was chosen by a lot to enter the temple of the Lord to burn incense. Now remember the priests, when they used to enter the temple, would go in with rope around them and a little bell and then walk into the Holy of Holies knowing that they uh, were going into God's presence I mean, you know, they didn't wear snapbacks and, you know, like, trainers and ripped jeans. And, you know, these guys dressed up to the, to the nth degree. They, our God is holy. You know, we are in his presence. And they went in, and they'd know he was still alive because the bell would tinkle, tinkle, tinkle. If the bell stopped tinkling, they would pull him out. We've lost another one, boys. He's dead. You know, it's, a, it's, it's the holy of holies. So th- this guy was from the royal priesthood. He was selected. It was his turn to go in. What a great privilege but you definitely, you definitely, definitely, definitely uh, have a parched mouth, wouldn't you? Your mouth would be dry. You'd be thinking, "Is this it? Like, want to tell them my loved ones? I love them. You know, it's it's final goodbyes. You know, just last words. It was it was a big, big deal. Are we tracking? Are we excited by this? Or I'll sit down. This is the word of God. Come on, church. So while he was serving as a priest, all this happened, and the whole multitude of the people were praying outside. At the hour of incense, yes, they were totally involved, and there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar, casual, just stood there, and the angel uh, said to Zechariah, um, "I'm, I'm, I'm jumping ahead." Uh, an angel, and Zechariah was troubled, and when he saw him. Fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call him John. That's important. Come back to that. And you will have joy and gladness, and many, I mean, even through sleepless nights, maybe the angel will overlook that part. I don't know. But you will have joy and gladness. Overall, it will be a good deal. So, uh, you'll have joy and gladness, uh, and many will rejoice at the birth, for he will be great before the Lord, and he must not drink wine, Um, Or strong drink and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God And he will go before them in the spirit and power of Elijah To turn the hearts of the fathers to the children And the disobedient to the wisdom and of the just To make ready for the Lord a people prepared and Zechariah said to the angel, but how shall I know this? For I'm an old man, and my wife is also knocking on a little bit. And the angel answered him, I am Gabriel. By the way, there's only, two, there's only two angels that we know that are mentioned throughout Scripture. Gabriel and Michael. It's quite interesting, you know, like, it's just, anyway, side note. And the angel answered, I'm Gabriel, and I stand before the presence of God. I stand in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. Oh man, I mean, that's a good day. Would that be a good day in your life? Answer me honestly, would you get a selfie? (laughs) Would you? You definitely would. I mean, what what a high point, how casual. But you know what? Something was happening. Suddenly, light was coming into the world. The spirit was alive and active. You know, God was breathing into humanity. He was about to unbirth... A promise that people have been expecting and waiting on for, for generations and generations and generations. People thinking, This is it. He's going to come. He's going to be a king. I'll follow him into battle. And then they would die and pass away. They would say, The next generation, Watch out. The king is going to come. Be prepared. Look out for the signs. They'd also die and pass away. You know, like literally, it was just, it was bleak. People thinking, When is this going to happen? And then suddenly something gets breathed into the atmosphere, the stratosphere, into the the, the prophetic world that we live in. Something, a light was coming. And it was going to be birth through John the Baptist. So then we kind of fast forward. And obviously it's been a really good day at the office. We know this guy is encountering an angel. He's been promised this amazing deal. And he went home and he told his wife. And they just began to prepare themselves. And then we kind of skip forward a bit. We skip forward to, to the bit of Mary and Joseph. Verse 26, we know that story, don't we? We cover it every year. You know, yes, we know Mary, you know, was also presented with an angel, the same angel, and, and said, I'm going to bring you good news. And, and we know all that bit really well. Joseph needed some persuasion, so he had a dream, and it all came out in the end pretty good. We know that bit. But then we go on to verse 63, which is dead interesting. Check this out. Then, then, this was... Uh, This was the people. They were saying, like, you know, this this baby's going to be born. Surely he's going to take your name, you know, as as the father. And then and then and then it says this. And this is this is the son. This is uh, this is the father, Zechariah. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote. And this is in front of the people. His name is John. Remember, the angel said you've got to call him John. He was being obedient. And they wondered, This is the people. And immediately his mouth. John's mouth, the baby's mouth, opened and his tongue loosed. And he spoke, blessing God. And fear came on all of their neighbours. And all these things were talked about and recorded uh, through the hill countries of Judea. And all who heard them laid them up in their hearts. Uh, So suddenly, which we skim over, just to rewind a little bit, this baby, a newborn baby, opened his mouth and started talking. I praise the Lord, Hallelujah! Isn't He amazing? I repeat the song of the angels. You Not know, worthy or oh worthy. Is what's that? One second, we'll read my Bible. Lord, just just knock. <laughs> but He could have done it, couldn't He? He could have done it. Is the point? Let me reread this. Where are we at? I uh, I read the uh, the. Yes. <laughs> They've stopped selling this one. Anyway, all right. So he could have done it. There's talking donkeys in the Bible, isn't there? Joy, you disagree with that as well. Shrek. There's also what else? There's, there's amazing things in the Bible. I'm going to re- re-read that later on. I swear I read that this morning. I was making toast in the interim. I'll have you know for the kids and requests and all sorts. So we get the idea, this picture that something special is happening. Amazing. This idea that this baby has been dedicated before the Lord. Why? It's to prepare the way for the coming of Jesus. A precursor for what's to happen. And it's about to kick off. It's about to be wonderful. It's just amazing. John the Baptist was born. And his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and he prophesied saying, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, for he has visited, and he says this kind of prayer, for he has visited and redeemed his people and he's raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spoke, uh, and as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hands of of all who hate us. To show mercy promised to our Father and to remember His holy covenant, the oath that He swore to our Father Abraham, to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve Him without fear, in holiness and in righteousness, before Him all of our days. And it speaks to this picture of our enemies. And actually, I'm not sure whether Zechariah was, was fully realizing what He's speaking into. But ultimately, the enemy of humanity was about to be tackled. I'm not sure if Zechariah was actually talking about that or whether he was just meaning of our people, the people who were against Israel. I think that's where he was going to. But actually, amazing. God knew that the enemy was about to be tackled and dealt with. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare His ways, to give knowledge of salvation to His people In the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. It's like beautiful poetic language. And I just wonder are you sat in darkness today? Are you sat in darkness today? And we get a look at this babe in the manger. John the Baptist is a precursor to what's to come. And we get to, for us ourselves, unwrap the gift of God's presence to humanity. It's incredible. And next week we'll look more into the birth of Jesus. And I was just thinking about us and the journey that we've been on. And as we begin to unpack the greatest adventure, the story of the, the greatest gift, think about your year. Where have you been? What has your year looked like? Do you feel like you've grown? Do you feel like you've kind of journeyed towards this, this babe in the manger? Do you know his peace and his presence? Have you fully put your trust in this man who, yes, he was the babe, but ultimately, he moved on from that, didn't he? And he, he said some huge things about his life. What does your year look like? What challenges, what questions, what doubts, what thoughts do you sit in church with today? We're going to take communion in a moment. And I just wanted to open wrongly the word of the Lord today. I noticed the bubble stop when I started, you know, Reading the wrong wrong scripture. Lord, I'm sorry. But actually, I've been listening to this song recently. And it's called Starlight. And, and some of the lyrics, I'm going to play it in a moment. But some of the lyrics that say this. You're like starlight in the dark. Yes. Isn't that, isn't that Christmas time? God coming to humanity. Endless miles can't conceal you. And every glimmer is a spark. Catching fire As you break through, this imagery of God, oh, you're not far away, you're coming close. And even as I wait, even right now, his presence is coming close. And it says this, you are closer than the very oxygen that I'm breathing in. I breathe you in because you are God with us. Isn't that Christmas? Emmanuel, God with us. So let's reflect on this last year. Let's get ourselves into the Christmas spirit and imagine just the hope for Christmas for us but also for our loved ones. I want to play this song and, and as we play the song, feel free to come and just partake again in this adventure with, with our Saviour. As he invites us to, to journey with him. But also if there's people here today who are feeling like you know they've never... Start on this journey with Jesus. Let's change that today. Let's, let's invite Jesus into our, into our lives to become a change. What was beautiful last week at, um, at Alpha as we, as we wrapped up is we gave um, just time for people to kind of share on what their journey had been. And it was amazing how people said, this week or a couple of weeks ago, I came to faith. I feel different already. Here's what's happened in my life. Here's what, how people are noticing. Here's how I felt God's presence. It's amazing, and this song just speaks of that. So, let's do, let's do some stuff with Jesus today. Let's invite him in. Let's partake in his invitation to come and share in his body. To remember the sacrifice that he made for us, and the hope that means.